0: It lays is the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control the world. Question. Are our food supplies, food supplies all over the world, being targeted with climate intervention operations? Consider this term, agro-terrorism. Here's the Wikipedia definition. Terrorist acts intended to disrupt or damage a country's agriculture. A reminder of the following statement by former U.S. President Lyndon Baines Johnson in 1962. Johnson stated, quote, he who controls the weather controls the world. In fact, the film of President Johnson stating this emphatically, like a lunatic, is at the beginning of every global alert news weekly broadcast posted at org. Former President Johnson made the statement immediately after stating that the technology to control the world's cloud layer already existed. Yet today, almost 60 years later, we have the whole of the so-called science community pretending such technologies are only proposals. Total betrayal. All but the clinically blind could see what is being carried out in our skies. If they simply choose to look up, without their eyes and their sense of reason wide shut. You're listening to the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news hour, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. This is the bad news broadcast that covers the most critical threats we collectively face. If you're willing to face the gathering storm, head on. Stay tuned. Control the rain. Control the food supply. Control the populations. Just after 9-11, General Wesley Clark, the former NATO Supreme Commander, was given a list of target countries in the Middle East, countries that clearly had been identified long before 9-11 even occurred, which should give us pause by itself. But every one of these Middle Eastern target countries subsequently underwent a once-in-1,000-year drought. That's not nature. That's climate engineering. In fact, the leaders of some of these countries stated so on the floor of the UN, like the leader of Iran. They have sophisticated atmospheric monitoring equipment, and they restated with no ambiguous terms that NATO was cutting off their precipitation, which destabilizes food productions and thus populations. Question. How many other global populations are being covertly targeted by the climate engineering operations? Let's start here. Engineered Drought Catastrophe Target California That's the title of a presentation Given by myself on behalf of Geoengineeringwatch.org many years ago The data presented in that presentation Is more relevant now Than ever before Climate engineering operations are the Crown jewel of the military industrial Complex, remember that It's a weapon by which they can bring populations To their knees without those populations ever Even knowing or understanding that they Are under assault Crush crop production and blame it on nature. That is the MO of the controllers. Here's another question: How will the controllers attempt to temporarily mask the unfolding collapse of food production all over the world? Let's start with this headline from last week: Were the cyber attacks on essential fuel and food industries planned? Question mark. Now this piece of the puzzle: Prepping for a cyber pandemic. Cyber Polygon 2021 to stage supply chain attack simulation. From that report, will Cyber Polygon 2021 be as prophetic as Event 201 in simulating a pandemic response? I'll get to Event 201 in a moment. Bear with me. But from this report, the World Economic Forum The WEF will stage another cyber attack exercise as it continues to prepare for a potential cyber pandemic that founder Klaus Schwab says will be worse than the current global crisis. And there's this quote from the report to consider. When we do see the next crisis, it will be faster than what we've seen with COVID. The exponential growth rate will be much steeper. The impact will be greater. And as a result, the economic and social implications will be even more significant, end quote. That's from Jeremy Jergens. That's the World Economic Forum's chief business officer. World Economic Forum founder, Klaus Schwab, described the digital pandemic this way, quote, one of the most exciting transformations caused by the pandemic, referring to the CV-19 pandemic. Mr. Schwab, exciting? Is that the appropriate term for you and your ilk? Yes, I'm sure it's the right term for you, but for the rest of us, not so much. For those that are not yet aware of the Bill Gates organized event 201 mentioned a moment ago, please investigate. Bill Gates organized a mock coronavirus global pandemic event on October 18th, 2019, the exact window of time in which the actual event was beginning. Just a coincidence? You decide. And now we have the Cyber Polygon 2021 event to stage supply chain attack simulations. What's coming next? We'll soon enough find out. Crop collapse, cyber pandemic, the CB-19 scenario, all are inseparable. The core of their origins are the same. Those that are observant of our skies and willing to connect the dots recognize the climate engineering connection to all of it. And the paradox is none of it could happen without the active or passive support of the majority population. Why do so many actually fight to defend tyranny under the delusion that doing so will somehow keep them safe, sound, and secure? Question, how's that going so far? And so many others are simply silent. Silence is exactly what you get from so many that are completely committed to hiding from the truth for as long as they can, like passengers on the Titanic hiding in their cabins as the ship goes down. But for some, even that isn't enough. Such individuals go further, cowering under their bed in their cabin on the sinking Titanic, i.e. the human race and the entire web of life. With that in mind, let's consider the following two quotes from Martin Luther King Jr., who stated this, In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. And this, there comes a point when silence is betrayal. And for how many is that true? I couldn't even begin to recall how many have come and gone from the front lines of the battle, never to be seen again, ever. Somehow it seems they are hoping if they simply do what they're told, it will all magically get better. Again, how's that working out so far? Let's cover some headlines from last week. First this, China beefs up latest COVID lockdown as new cases climb. The fires will continue to be stoked. We have said it at changingwatch.org from the very beginning of this entire scenario. More CV19 updates in a moment. Stay tuned. First, this headline from last week, nobody wants to work. Job openings soared to all-time high of 9.3 million as record numbers quit their job. That's called sending out helicopter money to the entire population to pacify them until the last possible moment. Next headline, House Committee passes $547 billion transportation bill with focus on the environment. End of headline. What an absurd contradiction. A part of the, quote, sustainable growth oxymoron term. Newsflash, it's insane to believe that a finite planet with finite resources can be looted, plundered pillaged, and polluted indefinitely without creating an irreversible planetary omnicide scenario. That scenario is already in its advanced stages. Next headline, the BBC asks, quote, should we dim the sun to save the planet? End quote. The question itself is yet more confirmation of the fact that we live in a global asylum. First, Global Climate Engineering has been deployed for over 75 years at full scale, ramped up all along the way. Such operations are the elephant in the sky that almost none are willing to acknowledge. It seems it's not socially acceptable to do so. And next, the BBC states, this will, quote, save the planet, end quote. Question for the BBC, how's that going so far? Much more climate engineering coverage in this broadcast. Stay tuned for that as well. On a related headline, indigenous people urge Harvard to scrap solar geoengineering project. A geoengineering project that was designed from the beginning to be nothing but smoke and mirrors, distraction. That's exactly what it's done. And now we have certain parts of certain communities along with the rest of society pretending that these are only just proposals that might someday be carried out when it's been full scale for three quarters of a century. Next headline. China plans to expand weather modification program to cover an area the size of India. That by itself, on that scale, qualifies as geoengineering operations. Again, even with all that going on, we have the corporate-controlled, power-structure-controlled media and the so-called science community pretending that climate engineering operations are only a proposal. Another headline from last week, high winds causing wildfire-related anxiety. Health professionals says it's normal. When we have a society that tells us what's completely insane is normal, where do we go from there? And the high winds now happening in the U.S., fanning fires that are already burning in the U.S., same thing that's happened in the West Coast over and over and over now happening in other states, Utah, Arizona. A high-pressure dome created by climate engineering technology, which includes extremely powerful radio frequency microwave transmissions into the ionosphere, causing an electrical chain reaction that heats it, pushes the atmosphere up and down, creating a high-pressure zone that circulates clockwise in the northern hemisphere, and that fans those flames. That creates the heat dome that keeps the rain away. All of that happening wherever the climate engineers choose to make it happen. This is not science fiction. It's science fact. And how do we get this data out? It's up to us at a grassroots level because... Those in power in the social media they control are doing everything they can to suppress this data. A year and a half ago, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest data repository on the climate engineering issue in the world with over 37 million visitors and counting, which was the top of the first page of a Google search on the climate engineering or geoengineering subject, we were completely vaporized from a Google, Google search on those terms overnight From the top of the first page to gone from 20 pages. Very difficult to find our data now, especially with Google. We ask people to go to our home site. Scan for the data and links there. Share them via your email. That's how to get the word out. That's how we bypass the social media censorship. More on that censorship, another headline from last week. Facebook whistleblowers reveal secret filter for, quote, liberty-based and religious-based objections and skepticism. That's regarding the CV-19 injections, including vaccine passports. No, we're not allowed to question, not with what's happening in our skies or not with what's going to be injected into us that we can never ever take out again. Welcome to the planetary asylum. Another headline from last week, Google's power of censorship, who controls the controllers of the internet? Question mark. Again, ultimately those who print the money. Next headline, how the CIA made Google inside the secret network should be very clear by now who is really pulling the strings and what these social networks are designed to do ultimately. Next headline, who controls the internet? Facebook and Google dominance could cause death of the web. They can shut our communications down any time they want, and they're already censoring them to a degree that can scarcely be comprehended. Another headline from last week, COVID disinformation and media suppression of experts' warnings give credibility to conspiracy theories. That headline was pinned by Dr. Paul Craig Roberts, former cabinet member for President Reagan, U.S. President Reagan. And certainly at this point, it should be clear that the conspiracy theory term is the created instant marginalization term that populations have been used to try to silence any that dare to dispute official narratives. And again, remember, at any point of the power structure's choosing, they can, and at some point soon, likely will, completely shut down the ability for populations to find information or to communicate at all. On that note, this headline from last week, Global Glitch, Swaths of the Internet Go Down After Cloud Outage. They can shut the switch off any time they want. Please forgive this momentary rant, but here's a question. How many understand that the money printer's and the medical industrial complex own the vast majority of media in all forms all over the world. How many are willing to face this fact along with the fact that we are drowning in a sea of lethal lies and deception on a scale that can't truly be comprehended to those that are still clinging to the delusion that those who are running the circus of insanity are here to help time to clear the lens through which you are seeing the world impact is coming. I would advise bracing for this impact. It's coming for all of us at blinding speed. When the final links in the chain of our current reality are shattered, collapse will come like a tornado in the night. The controllers will make sure of it. Unfortunately, for most, none of this will seem real until it is. The planet's life support systems are failing. Those in power are acutely aware of this fact, As they should be, they, the controllers, have long since been at the core of the planetary destruction. The global climate engineering operations are now, more than ever, fueling the unfolding collapse. Once the immediacy and totality of biosphere collapse can no longer be hidden from populations, those in power will play their cards at blinding speed. A reminder of what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated for the entire length of our existence, that once the collapse of the planet's life support systems, again, can no longer be hidden, controller desperation will go exponential, as it is. We have always stated this desperation would likely manifest in the forms of false flag events, global conflict, and pathogen release. Ongoing weather warfare operations are further fueling all of it. At some point, As the planetary meltdown becomes so severe, this question, will those in power intentionally instigate a nuclear conflict to fill the atmosphere with enough particulates to completely blot out the sun? And where does that road lead? I think we all know. Now consider the collapse of the natural world, our environment, our habitat, which is directly connected to the collapse of civilization. It cannot be otherwise. Next headline on that note. Deutsche Bank warns of global time bomb coming due to rising inflation. Can't just print money out of thin air and think that's going to fix everything when Earth's natural life support processes are collapsing. Next headline. Rising prices, companies struggle to restock their inventories post-pandemic. Good luck on that. Next headline, outsourcing production of virtually everything has brought the U.S. to the brink of nightmare economic scenario. Only going to get worse from here. You can quote me on that. Another headline, an inconvenient truth, electric vehicles may offer a, quote, negligible CO2 difference from internal combustion engine vehicles been over that many times on this broadcast, the fallacy of so-called renewable energy. There is no current technology that will fix the path we are on, not even close. I would advise everyone to search and find and watch Planet of the Humans to understand the totality of the lie of renewable energy. There are aspects of renewable energy that are certainly better than the outright burning of hydrocarbon fuels, but it is no panacea as it has been sold to the public as being Next headline from last week with Fed's reverse repo hitting half a trillion dollars. Wall Street scrambles to figure out what comes next. What could go wrong when you can finance your new McMansion for more than 100% of the purchase price and you can get a new car for nothing down, no interest and no payments for six months. This is the population pacifying Ponzi schemes that are on their last legs. Wait and see. But maybe this is some good news. As we're told, with so many getting vaccinated, the CB9 scenario is getting better, right? Not so much. What aren't official sources and mainstream media disclosing to us? How's this for an example? This is from Endura Vigilance. This is the European database of suspected adverse drug reaction reports. The European Medicines Agency publishes this data so that its stakeholders, including the general public, can assess the information that European regulatory authorities use to review the safety of medicine or active substances. From that report, this is the COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reaction statistics so far reported at this data site. 13,867 dead. 1,354,336 injuries through June 5th of 2021. These shocking statistics are related to the following experimental injections. And they are experimental. Let's remember, there was emergency approval for all of these. Studies don't conclude until 2023. Let's clear the lens through which we're seeing this entire scenario. Again, the vaccinations covered with these statistics, COVID-19 mRNA vaccine Moderna, COVID-19 mRNA vaccine Pfizer-BioNTech, COVID-19 vaccine AstraZeneca, COVID-19 vaccine Janssen. Through this broadcast, I'll constantly interject this reminder. The global controllers fully understand that the planet's failing life support systems can no longer support global populations. Keep that in mind through all the data I'm covering. On that note, next headline. What about that nagging question of the true origin of CV-19? Lots of blame being pointed at China and well-deserved, but not a word about places like, for example, Fort Detrick in the U.S. That's another piece of the puzzle. Back to the stoking of the CV-19 fires. This headline, China returns to its strict COVID limits to fight a new outbreak. From that report, foreign businesses worry that tough quarantines and restrictions could persist into next year as Beijing struggles with variants and questions about its vaccines. Many, many unanswered questions across the board, isn't there? Questions that those in power are doing their best to hide the answers to, till the last possible moment. On that subject, this headline, also from last week, Fox News host Tucker Carlson accuses Dr. Anthony Fauci of a, quote, cover-up on COVID-19. Rachel Maddow from MSNBC defends Fauci. For the record, it's all corporate media, and I have no love for any of them. But at least there is a degree of truth now being addressed by Mr. Carlson and Fox, although after they get done disclosing one truth, they wander off course on another, but at least they're telling some truth. But in the case of MSNBC and CNN, it's simply a theater of the absurd at this point, and they will not even mention any critical facts on the most critical issues we face. It's getting worse by the day. Let's take a little detour for a moment and ask this question. It's interesting to me. In Hinduism, the word Astra referred to a supernatural weapon, a weapon that, according to the Sanskrit texts, Was impossible to counter or remedy. I find that interesting, especially with the AstraZeneca name and how often we have that kind of game playing going on by those in control, like 9 11, happening on 9 11. The exact numbers that Americans already associate with an emergency. Just an accident? You decide. Next, how can Peter Daszak be a part of the World Health Organization's team investigating the origin of CV-19? That's from the UK Daily Mail. Again, for the record, who is Peter Daszak? He was the conduit for the Fauci-backed funding that engineered the gain-of-function characteristic for CV-19 in the first place, i.e., the factor that facilitated the jump to humans. And this individual, Peter Daszak, Is part of the World Health Organization team again investigating the CV-19 scenario? What a cesspool of criminality. The foxes run the hen house from top to bottom. And there's this recent headline to consider. Peter Dozic's EcoHealth Alliance has hidden almost 40 million in Pentagon funding and militarized pandemic science. Don't forget, Dozic is one of Fauci's closest associates. Remember, consider that all of them in bed with $40 million in Pentagon funding for militarized pandemic science. Should that come as any surprise at all? But perhaps this will save the day. A new report from NPR, which is nothing more than a voice of the power structure at this point as well. Here's the headline. A new type of COVID-19 vaccine could debut soon. There are many in the hopper right now, many in the pipeline. But this report states it's what's known as a protein subinit vaccine. It works somewhat differently from the current crop of vaccines authorized for use in the U.S. Again, more glimpses into the asylum. Just reach into the bag of vaccines, pick any one, they all work, they're all completely safe, and they're all completely effective, nothing to worry about, go back to sleep. And we're supposed to buy that. I'll say again, it's imperative to remember and consider global governments know full well they can no longer sustain their populations. Populations, as stated, are not just expendable to those in power. Rather, they are a rapidly increasing liability. Put that puzzle piece into the picture. Wherever you feel it belongs. The power structure tentacles have long since permeated the entire paradigm that we exist in. They run it from top to bottom. From the medical industrial complex to the military industrial complex to the media industrial complex and everything in between. But they, the money printers, those in power, Again, couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of a majority population. We have seen the enemy, and he is us. Many more breaking frontline reports in a moment. Please stay tuned. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source. And in doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity that we were all drowning in. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical battle to sound the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 305, June 12th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critical information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free, frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington, on the East Coast, in Alabama, Chicago, San Antonio, Texas, Tampa, Florida, and now in San Francisco, Sacramento, and San Diego. And we hope soon, Portland, Denver. In Cincinnati, and possibly other locations. I wish to express my deepest and most sincere gratitude to those who have gone above and beyond in the effort to get the Global Alert News Hour aired on ever more stations around the country. Again, thank you for your help with sounding the alarm. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness-raising printed materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. The recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary titled The Dimming, which conclusively proves climate engineering operations are occurring in skies all over the globe is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Please help us to overcome social media censorship and to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. Our only chance of overcoming the rapidly increasing social media censorship is to raise awareness at a grassroots level, going directly to the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage and sharing links Directly from that page, via email, sounds the alarm in a way that online servers and sources are not yet blocking. The Dimming documentary provides, again, inarguable proof of climate engineering operations that are decimating the planet's climate and life support systems, further fueling epic drought and deluge scenarios around the globe for the record. There can be no legitimate discussion about the climate or the state of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the ongoing climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, scenarios. As I've stated so many times on so many broadcasts, climate engineering operations are the most dire and immediate threat we collectively face, short of nuclear cataclysm. This is a mathematical and statistical fact. Question, what will it take? to compel populations into acknowledging the ongoing weather warfare reality. Even false flag attacks like the inside job of 9-11 can be put in the rearview mirror by those that want to hide from the truth or pretend it's something other than it is. But the climate engineering assault and the collapse of Earth's life support systems is the oncoming train. There is no place to hide. Biosphere collapse has beat the power structure to the intersection. Their desperation is now exponentially increasing. Keep that in mind. Next headline: CV nineteen has forever destroyed Americans' trust in ruling class quote experts. Excerpt from this report: For large swaths of the citizenry and the elected official class, quote trust the experts now reigns supreme for everything from the military quote trust the generals to the public health quote trust the epidemiologists. The trials and tribulations of COVID-19 in America have dealt an irreparable blow to the credibility of America's ruling class and the ruling class's implicit appeal to its authority as a coterie of highly trained and capable experts. No single person exemplifies this more than Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has attained celebrity status during this pandemic as the nation's leading immunologist and forward-facing spokesman for our public policy response. As Steve Deese and Todd... There's in detail in their book, Faucian Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history, end quote. That's the title of that book. Fauci has repeatedly contradicted himself throughout the pandemic, waffling what the quote science demands at any given moment, while still always seeming to err on the side of draconian overreaction. Again, there is much, much more going on in this equation than anything just stated, much more. It's essential to constantly keep that in mind. The global power brokers, i.e. those who print the money, are strategic about allowing some truth to leak out on some issues in order to keep fanning the flames of controversy, division, and societal polarization, all of which serves the controllers by distracting the majority of the population from the wider horizon, from the oncoming train, i.e. the unfolding abrupt collapse of Earth's life support systems, with global climate engineering further fueling the overall fire. On that note, this headline from last week. Let's get to biosphere collapse because that is indeed the bottom line, completely connected to all the other factors covered in this broadcast. But the bottom line, fueling the entire equation, is the abrupt collapse of Earth's climate and life support systems, again, being further fueled by the climate engineering onslaught. Headline from last week, California and Nevada are now 100% in drought. And even that's an understatement. It's not just a drought. It's on the verge of apocalyptic at this point and getting worse rapidly and there was no rain scheduled for the parched, drying, and soon-to-be-frying U.S. West. Climate engineering operations are fueling unprecedented weather whiplash, weather and temperature whiplash scenarios. And in Northern California, again, final day in May at 110, and then we plummeted after that to about 60 degrees, a 50-degree drop, and now we're scheduled to go back up to the 110 range, like a roller coaster. And this is not nature. We can see the climate engineering operations going on in satellite imagery. There's inarguable amounts of atmospheric aerosol spraying. Clouds are being seeded with patented processes of, or elements of chemical ice nucleation. Creates a cold-dense layer, dissipates most of the precipitation, especially in the case of the U.S. West. That precipitation is dissipated, cold layer of air reaches the surface, cools things down for a day or two, and the temperatures shoot right back up. And what do we see? Even in April in Northern California and some of the pasture lands here, the cattle are hiding under trees, trying to find shade. It's so hot, and the UV radiation is so incredibly intense that the cattle don't even want to stand in the sun. In April, saw it that far back, all of them hiding in the shadows. And the grass scarcely grows here without some sort of augmentation. Native grasses here on my habitat preserve that were once 20 years ago, routinely up to my knees with lupins and mariposas, wildflowers everywhere, now almost nothing. And the grass is maybe a third of that height and it withers before it even can begin to complete its growth cycle. The trees wither during the day because, again, the UV radiation is so intense. What's the single greatest causal factor for the destruction of the ozone layer? Climate engineering operations and all that they entail. And this is well documented in the science literature. When they pretend that climate engineering is just some sort of proposal that we could, may, might do someday. And, oh, by the way, it will destroy the ozone layer. It will disrupt the hydrological cycle. It will turn the sky a hazy, dirty white, all of which we see happening right now. And yet we're told... It's not really happening. We're not really seeing what we're seeing. Again, life in the asylum. What do we have in the category of denial from yet more locations? From the Atlantic.com. This headline, the West can end the water wars now, end of the headline. From that report, the Klamath Basin's water problems can be solved even as the climate changes with compromise, innovation, money, and willingness to work through the bitterness. The report then states, quote, if we can work it out here, where water is so scarce and tensions are so high, then there's hope it can be done anywhere in the West. This is Pollyanna pacification. And it's not something nature is doing. Again, the... Drought-causing effect of climate engineering is completely scientifically documented. It must rain more overall on a warming world. The world is in a state of total meltdown. Should be far more rain overall, and there's not. And in the case of the U.S. West, again, we have documented this at geoengineeringwatch.org for a decade and a half plus. The entire length of our existence that the climate engineers are blocking the flow of precipitation to the West and pushing it up and around, in most cases, around the clockwise-rotating dome of high pressure, and then pushing that cooler air and moisture toward the eastern U.S., picking up moisture from the Gulf of Mexico, and then pumping it up the eastern seaboard to keep the most populated portions of the U.S. cooler. In fact, as I've stated, over and over, most anomalously less warm region in the entire world consistently for the last nine years, eastern half of the U.S., lower 48, where the most population exists, not nature, climate engineering. Let's press on with more headlines. This report posted last week is yet another example of climate engineering cover-up posted from, in this case, SciTech Daily. Here's the headline. Newly discovered atmospheric circulation enhances heat waves and wildfires around the Arctic. Here's a few more details for the record. The polar regions were where climate engineering operations were first fully deployed at scale. The controllers felt if they could continue to shade or cool the polar regions to try to continue to keep the cryosphere intact i.e. Earth's ice deposits as they would somehow be able to conduct business as usual indefinitely without consequence and we now see how horrifically wrong they are so the polar regions have been the most heavily climate engineered for three quarters of a century and we still have the so-called science community pretending that all these changes and all these new features that they're discovering These new mechanisms of atmospheric circulation, for example, are just some sort of random acts of nature that they're changing and behaving in the way they are without acknowledging the climate engineering elephant in the equation. Again, the climate science community continues to completely betray the human race and the entire web of life. Let's ask this question. For how long has weather warfare been utilized by the global controllers? Let's consider this science report title. From Geophysical Research Letters, a peer-reviewed science publication, this report stated this about the 1930s dust bowl. Let's go back a very long way. The report stated this, dust and sea surface temperature forcing the 1930s, quote, dust bowl. The report stated this, unprecedented atmospheric dust loading over the continental U.S. exacerbated the dust bowl drought. It's a chicken or the egg scenario. Were they, in fact, dispersing climate engineering elements then? We know we have climate engineering patents going back even further, over 100 years. Why would we think that they weren't conducting this type of experimentation even then? Let's consider an excerpt from two other science studies, one from 2001 And one from 1998 that stated this, dust effectively scatters and absorbs shortwave radiation while absorbing and emitting longwave radiation. By reducing the net radiation into the surface beneath the aerosol layer, dust reduces evaporation and thus precipitation. That's what climate engineering does. That's what it is. That's what its stated purpose is for solar radiation management to... Spray the sky with light scattering particulates, i.e., a layer of incredibly microscopic nanoparticulate dust or particles that are desiccants that absorb and accrete all available moisture that reduce convection, thus reducing wind, thus reducing evaporation. They reduce direct sunlight, thus reducing evaporation as well. Again, disruption of the entire hydrological cycle. This report further states, reductions in surface radiation drive reductions in surface evaporation and latent heating, leading to negative precipitation feedback, i.e. drought. This is all relating to what happened in the 1930s Dust Bowl, and it sounds very much like the same conditions we have today with climate engineering going on. And when we knew we had the patents going back further than the Dust Bowl, why would we not consider this potential, climate engineering going on then. One more expert. Atmospheric dust concentrations that were unprecedented in the historical record, this is relating to the 1930s Dust Bowl, could have acted as a positive feedback to drought during the Dust Bowl. Again, consider all those excerpts and how completely they fit exactly what's happening today now let's consider this headline how did the dust bowl exacerbate the great depression how do these dots fit together from that report the dust bowl intensified the wrath of the great depression the report then states quote mysterious illnesses begin to surface this is all relating to the 1930s dust bowl, the great depression and consequences that few people are aware of on a side note but more relevant now than ever, what other technologies have been weaponized for over a century? Question, how many have actually taken the time to objectively research the truth about the so-called Spanish flu outbreak in 1918, which historical data proves had nothing to do with any origin in Spain and was not the flu? To those that are willing to dig deeper, search this subject definition, 1918 Spanish flu, Fort Riley, Rockefeller vaccine. And after objective investigation, decide for yourself where the pieces fit in the puzzle. But while doing so, consider if you believe the global power elites now or then, are actually committed to protecting populations, and in doing so, helping them to continue expanding and proliferating unchecked forever. Think again. Those that continue to cling to official narratives should remember and consider history is written by the victor, i.e. the controllers. But wait, the controllers saved us from the polio problem, right? Search polio DDT connection. Investigate, connect the dots. And again, decide for yourself how the puzzle pieces fit together. Back to the Dust Bowl. This headline, how the Dust Bowl made Americans refugees in their own country in that report, the exact number of Dust Bowl refugees remains a matter of controversy, but by some estimates, as many as 400,000 migrants headed west to California during the 1930s. Question. Who bought the farms after the Dust Bowl? The abandoned farms. A reminder summary of what available science study states regarding the core causes of the Dust Bowl drought catastrophe, an atmosphere that had too many dust particles in it. So this question. If it was an atmospheric Particle scenario that caused the dust bowl drought, what were those particles doing there before the drought even started and the dust began to blow from the farm fields? Here's a weather modification lesson for the record climate engineering operations are far more effective at diminishing and dispersing rain than augmenting it. It all comes down to the objectives and agendas of the weather makers. Fast forward. today, The ability of geoengineering operations to completely derail the global hydrological cycle is fueling crop collapse on a global scale. But even so, it seems that some are weathering the storm, so to speak. The following headline was published last week from NBC News and other sources. McDonald's French fries, carrots, and onions. All of the foods that come from Bill Gates' farmland. Again, Bill Gates, the biggest farmland owner now in the U.S., Through various shell companies and corporations, Bill Gates, as stated, is now the largest farmland owner in America. And interestingly enough, much or most of his holdings are in parts of the U.S. that are still getting rain. What a surprise. But in the regions that aren't getting any rain, this new report, ranchers sell off cattle and farmers idle hundreds of thousands of acres as America's drought emergency escalates. That's from the Washington Standard here's a blank that needs to be filled in. What disaster capitalist insider is waiting to snap up all that land? You decide. But consider, farmland won't matter much if the human race remains on the current course. None of us will be here. What's unfolding in other parts of the world? This recent report. Drought conditions are hitting Brazil's latest corn crop, potentially squeezing meatpacker margins. From that report, soaring corn prices convinced Brazilian farmers to plant their second corn crop outside the ideal climate window this year. But the crop was hit by the country's worst drought in years, greatly reducing yields. He who controls the weather controls the food supply and thus controls populations. Another headline, same theme. Severe drought in Brazil puts world's oranges and coffee at risk. One blow after another, after another. And now this. Brazilian Amazon deforestation hits record for May. That's of 2021. A total of 1,180 square kilometers of the Amazon was lost in May, representing a 41% increase compared to the same month in 2020. It was the third straight month in which such a record was set. The tale of so much of the human race and the very design of modern industrialized, militarized society. Loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until nothing is left. And try to hide it from populations by manipulating the weather, creating engineered, highly toxic cooldowns when there's enough moisture to do so. I challenge listeners to search the engineering winter section on the homepage of org. Learn about that aspect of climate engineering that so few are aware of. It's imperative to try to comprehend the totality of interference with Earth's life support systems that is climate engineering. On that note, from the UK Guardian and other sources last week, climate change is here. Europe's recent droughts Our unprecedented in millennia study finds the climate change term was implemented in 1998 because the global controllers knew they were going to be causing weather whiplash scenarios with the climate engineering operations. So they had to transition from the global warming term to the climate change term so they could pretend that it's normal for temperatures to whiplash. For example, in the case of Denver, Colorado, multiple times in the last three years, going from record highs in the 80s to single digit temperatures in a day. That's not nature. That's climate engineering and chemical ice nucleation. So they came up with the climate change term for that purpose. Does that mean the planet's not in total meltdown? No. It's in total meltdown. We would be lucky if we faced, quote, global warming. We face something far more severe. We're in the throes of an abrupt climate collapse being further fueled by climate engineering operations. That's the reality we face. From the report just cited about the severity of the drought in Europe, this, our results show that what we have experienced over the past five summers is extraordinary for Central Europe in terms of how dry it has been consecutively. The report continues, a recent series of summer droughts in Europe, which brought devastating ecological, agricultural, and economic impacts were more severe than any over the past 2,100 years. Research now shows. That report was from the UK Guardian, and the UK Green Party shared the Guardian's reporting on the new study with a tweet declaring, quote, climate change is here, further stating, if we don't cut carbon emissions, it will get worse, they said. Let's fight this while it's still fixable. What total hypocrisy from the Green Party, from the Sierra Club, from Greenpeace, from the World Wildlife Foundation. The list goes on and on and on. All of the so-called environmental groups playing the part of complete hypocrisy by their total denial of the ongoing climate engineering factor, which is the biggest single climate-disrupting, climate-destroying factor of all, and they will not acknowledge it. Geoengineeringwatch.org knows of no major environmental group that has dared to even mention the reality of the ongoing climate engineering operations. For another glaring example of what climate engineering has done to agricultural regions, let's backtrack to a 2019 article from Time magazine that stated this. A harbinger of things to come. Farmers in Australia struggle with its hottest drought ever. Australia was fried in 2019, and now, more recently, they've pushed moisture over some regions, creating the weather whiplash, cool-down scenarios that we cover in such depth at geoengineeringwatch.org. Again, search the engineering winter section. Back and forth, the climate engineers decide what they will schedule for the populations to endure. But on the farms in Australia, after those farmers also forced off their land, many big ag, international conglomerates ended up with that land. Is that surprising in any way? Another headline from last week relating to the unfolding and accelerating planetary meltdown from numerous sources, record heat bakes Middle East as temperatures top 125 degrees this early in the year. The report further states, it's been called the harshest heat wave in history for this time of year. Five countries reported temperatures exceeding 122 degrees. Obviously, there's no farming with these types of temperatures. For the record, photosynthesis stops at 104 degrees, and that's not even taking into account the massive UV radiation that's bombarding the planet or the toxins in the rain that are poisoning root systems and so on. But when you reach these types of temperatures, once there's enough humidity with those temperatures, a scenario called the wet bulb effect begins to occur. Look that up. That term, the wet bulb effect, refers to combinations of temperatures and humidity which are intolerable to the human organism. But along with all the record heat and record drought being further fueled by the climate engineering operations, these same operations also fuel deluge scenarios. On that note... This contrasting headline from last week, skies open up, leaving much of the south-central U.S. underwater. Again, as stated, climate engineering operations are completely disrupting and destabilizing the entire global hydrological cycle, weather and temperature whiplash scenarios, drought and deluge. Welcome to the world of climate engineering. I'm almost out of time. Let's consider a final but critically important breaking headline. This, could Terrorists weaponize geoengineering technology question mark from that report multiple sources it states terrorists in the next 10 to 15 years may weaponize geoengineering technology to create food and economic insecurity the report states climate change could force governments to use geoengineering to prevent the potential effects of climate change without lowering emissions i.e. keeping business as usual didn't work out so well did it Continuing, the technology that can mitigate climate change's effects could also be exploited by terrorist groups for agro-terrorism. Remember the term I defined at the beginning of this broadcast, agro-terrorism. If geoengineering technology were to fall into the hands of terrorists, it could be used, could, may, might, to affect the environment from which humans obtain necessary resources, i.e. food. Action needs to be taken now to get ahead of this threat, the report states. Let's stop there. Get ahead of the threat? Sounds just like the excuse governments use to engineer the gain-of-function characteristic for the C B 19 pathogen. Control the rain. Control the food supply. Control populations. Newsflash for the authors of this report. Global geoengineering operations have been in the hands of the terrorists and fully deployed for over 75 years. Terrorists that masquerade as legitimate governments all over the world. This fact... This conclusion is not rationally disputable if available data is investigated and examined. But therein lies the core of our common dilemma. So few are willing to abandon their ideologies, preconceptions, biases, and programming. Normalcy bias and Stockholm syndrome rule the day. Climate engineering is the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex and the global controllers. By using weather as a weapon, the global power structure can and has brought populations to their knees without said populations ever even knowing that they were under assault. I often compare humanity to the passengers on the Titanic. The Titanic, of course, being our once thriving and now dying planet Earth. With each passing day, the analogy is, unfortunately, even more fitting. To carry this parallel to a deeper level, we should consider what the various responses of the Titanic passengers was. As the DiCaprio movie of the Titanic portrayed, some denied that the ship was even going down, in spite of overwhelming evidence to the contrary. Many simply panicked, seemingly unable to retain their focus and objectivity as the walls closed in. Some were only concerned with their personal survival, with no sense of honor, compassion, or responsibility. But a select few not only kept their wits about them, but also their virtue. A select few did what they felt should be done. They did what they felt they had to do in the attempt to ensure that at least some would have a chance to survive the ordeal. Question. Which part will each of us choose to play in the unfolding drama that we all now collectively face. A book was published in 1946 titled Man's Search for Meaning by an inmate of the Nazi death camps. His name was Viktor Frankl. He was a psychiatrist and observed the horror from a very unique and valuable perspective. I have read and reread this text many times and many times pondered Frankl's first-hand accounts of his incarceration of the ever-looming likelihood of facing his own mortality on any given day. Under unimaginably horrific conditions, what Frankel bore witness to was our ability to choose, our ability to make the correct use of the only thing we can truly call our own in this life, our will, which can never be taken from us, ever. Frankel observed that one man would betray the entirety of his fellow prisoners, if he had the chance to improve his own predicament, even slightly. But Frankel also observed the antithesis of such behavior. He observed other men that were willing, without a second thought, to give their last bite of food to a starving comrade. Between 1942 and 1945, Viktor Frankel labored in four different death camps, including Auschwitz, while his parents, brother, and pregnant wife perished. Based on his own experience and the experiences of others he later treated in his practice, Frankel correctly argued that we cannot avoid suffering, but we can choose how to cope with it. We can find meaning in it if we but choose to do so. We can then move forward with a renewed and unshakable sense of purpose. Again, I ask, what part will each of us choose to play as the walls close in? Those in power are not invincible, they are not gods, and we are not helpless. Nature, if given any chance, will find a way to survive, to carry on. We, all of us, must find a way to give her that chance. Doing so is not just an option, it's an absolute obligation. This is purpose, from which unshakable courage and strength can be garnered. We are rapidly running out of time. All are needed in the desperate battle to sound the alarm. In the desperate battle to expose and halt the insanity on numerous fronts. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Share credible data from a credible source. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. Face the gathering storm head on. This is Dane Wiginton from geoengineeringwatch.org.